0: Welcome to the Orange County chapter of the American Advertising Federation's podcast. This podcast is all about talking to different individuals in the advertising and marketing industry in Orange County. My name is Rob Patterson and today I'll be your host. I'm here to welcome Cecilia Gorman today, who's all about talking to different people about empowerment and leadership and her program called the New Manager Boot Camp. Welcome Cecilia. Thanks Rob, thanks for having me. So of course the first question is uh, finding out a little bit about your background, uh, what you, how you got into advertising, how you got into this new role, can you take us a little bit through? For sure.
1: So I have spent my whole career working in advertising here in Orange County. Um, I started out working at a printing company right out of college. I figured I didn't really know how to do anything so I figured well I could be a receptionist somewhere so I picked a printing company and thank god I did um learned the art of printing and then my first job in an ad agency was as a print producer so did a lot of production moved into integrated production running studios and then eventually moved into creative management which involved a lot of creative recruiting so i got to know a lot of the talent around in and around orange county in la just by way of recruiting and then always had a passion for developing people so that was kind of consistent all along I was always mentoring people giving people advice asking HR what I could do to help them and so um, fast forward the last couple of years I wanted to merge my love for training and development with the industry that I love so much so I went out on my own um, with my own speaking and employee development company
0: so of course this is a competitive industry so how did you carve out a niche for yourself and how did you make that leap how did you just do it <laughs> well those are two totally different questions making the leap
1: was just like dumb courage um uh making the leap was just i just knew i was at a point where i was like i gotta try this i just have to try this now and i wanted to do it before my kids were in college so i had a, li- a, a little window and i um i just said girl you gotta you gotta go for it but carving out a niche for myself so there's 10,000 trainers that exist, right? There are leadership speakers, trainers everywhere. So adding another one to the mix wasn't necessarily gonna help me stand Mm -hmm. out. So what's worked for me over the last couple of years is honestly having an agency background. Mm -hmm. Because uh, oftentimes a creative company will bring in a trainer and the person doesn't know anything about the business. They Mm -hmm. don't know the challenges that they're under, the examples that they give aren't relevant. So that has helped me. stand out as I'm a person with an agency background, I'm gonna come in and train people in an agency. Mm-hmm. So then that niche has, has worked for me so far. So having an agency background and then really just being consistent with how I've coached and trained and helped people over the years. That eased my transition into training because people already knew what I was about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that helped me make that leap.
0: So empowerment, I know is a word that's very important to you. Yeah. Uh, that's words used a lot. What is your definition of empowerment when it comes to leadership yeah. or being a leader? So
1: empower is a word that I'm gonna start using a lot more of and it stemmed from one of the first things that I, that I, one of the first programs that I have out there which is called Empowership. And Empowership is a year-long training and development program specifically for women. And so we started talking about this word empower and what does it mean? And for me, the old definition of empower was you're an employee, you go into a company and you're empowered if your manager lets you. You're empowered if your manager delegates things mm-hmm. to you. So being empowered was a condition that the company gave you. And I was like, hold on, wait a yeah, second, yeah, yeah. employees have a say in this. Yeah, I definitely. can feel empowered myself. So what I want to do is start uh, having the conversation about what is that collision between an, a company environment, a culture that's going to make people feel empowered, and an employee feeling like motivated and encouraged and supported to act empowered in the workplace. Place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my trainings are starting to focus around that word and what does it look like
0: so how long have you been doing this so own?
1: I just started my third year okay, um, officially as a, as a trainer but I honestly have been going out and speaking for the longest time I, I love speaking in front of an audience and so I started out speaking at colleges did a lot of that um, so I feel like this bug to, mm-hmm. to develop people has been in me since um, I don't even know, maybe 15 years,
0: something like that? Yeah. So, what would you say is the most rewarding part of this experience over the past few years?
1: I think what really makes me feel great is just getting a good testimonial. Is an HR director or an attendee, someone that was in my program, who just says those things like, man, you really helped me out here, or oh my gosh, you were the best trainer our agency's ever seen, Mm -hmm. or you're so different, or I love your enthusiasm. Like, (laughs) maybe we all just need compliments all day long, but sometimes you go into a company and you train and you walk away, you're like, did that matter? I don't know if that mattered. But when you actually hear that somebody did something different or you get some feedback that, hey, you were you were the top trainer that we've had this year. Like that stuff, you're like, "Okay, all right. I'm doing what I should be doing.
0: That's definitely fantastic. So what would you say is the most surprising part about being a motivational speaker and talking about empowerment? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So here's what's surprising to me. (laughs) Some people do not want to be motivated. Interesting. Seriously, Interesting. some people will sit in a room whether it's a training room or it's an audience and you kind of see them, right? They're a little they're a little skeptical. Maybe they got their <laughs> arms crossed. They are not they're not in and so that shocked me that some people actually aren't in on their own development mm-hmm. and so maybe five years or ten years from now when their career trajectory isn't where they want it to be, maybe that might be a reason why, mm-hmm. but that that actually surprised me. You mentioned my new manager boot camp. I have given memberships to new manager bootcamp to an entire company, 30 people. And you'll have seven or eight that are just so into it. They'll watch, they'll watch every lesson in the first week and they love it. And then you'll have like another, I don't know, eight or so that are, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get around to it and they'll do it. And then you'll have like five that will never even touch it. Really? So that was surprising to me. So just because you're there and you're giving good lessons, doesn't always mean that the person it's is receptive to it, or, or, or wants that for themselves right now. So, Interesting, kind of surprising.
0: So to turn them around is really the key, right? Oh, just you, they're, bang they're, them on the they're, head. They're, they're very resistant. <laughs> You're like, all right, I got, come this. Back I got to come again. back out it. Come back out Yeah. I
1: think everybody has a time and a place from when they're they're really focused on their own uh-huh. development. I mean, there's all sorts of circumstances in the workplace that can get get somebody to a place where they're they're disengaged with their growth. Uh-huh. So that those are the people we actually want to surround and and really come at how do we crack that for them? Mm -hmm. Because if we let them stay in that disengaged state, right, well then we're doing a disservice to them. So you you have to kind of keep on them if you notice that that's what they're bringing to the table.
0: That makes sense. Uh, So besides your program, of course, what other things or what other tips or what other books would you share with people that actually can learn more about being empowered, about being a leader?
1: So for me, personal development is a daily thing and maybe that's just because this is my job but honestly like the stack of books on my nightstand is this big I'm always if I'm online I'm trying to look at an article from fast company or wherever I'm I'm just trying to make myself a little bit smarter Mm -hmm. so maybe I'm the weirdo that that's (laughs) but but that would be the tip that I would give people is just make sure that you're treating your own development with the same intensity that you are anything else that, you, that you're that you doing in your career, mm-hmm. that you have to learn more. And, and this is the analogy that I give. I always tell people, pretend you go into a conference room and all the people that you would consider peers are in that conference room okay. with you. Okay, so maybe there's 20 people or if you're at a smaller company, maybe there's 10 and everybody's in that room together. Now, what if, every person around that table was investing in their own personal development Mm -hmm. right maybe they went home and they they read a book or they they read an article or they went to a seminar they watched a webinar every single person was doing that daily and you weren't Mm -hmm. okay so maybe after a week no big deal right maybe after a month no big deal but after a year or three years or five years you better believe that those people something different and more magical is going to happen to them in their career versus you so You got to stay plugged into your own development if your company doesn't supply that for you well first of all shame on them But (laughs) you got to seek it out for yourself. There are so many things and resources online that you can get um, Books and webinars and classes that you can you can get your own development
0: Are there any particular books that either your favorite or maybe that you'd recommend to somebody? Well, I'm a a crazy reader, so
1: (laughs) (laughs) I read so many books so if we're talking about Feeling empowered in your life and in your career, right? So those things collide for me. I want you to be empowered in your outside life, outside of what you're doing in your job, and I want you to feel empowered at work. So um, Die Empty is a favorite of mine. Um, I read The Year of Yes Mm -hmm. uh, by Shonda Rhimes last year, and I just thought that was amazing. Um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown was also pretty empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero is a good one. Um, so, my, I like the books that kind of like rouse you up a little yeah, bit and, and get you excited to just keep reading.
0: That's good. I, I find myself, uh, I'll get a number of books and I can't figure out which one to read yes, first because yes, you get so excited. You're like, I'll read this, I'll read this. But that, those are great yeah, titles. Yeah, so,
1: uh, well, here's a tip too. Here's what I do with books because I kind of, I'm getting old, right? So, not a lot of stuff sticks inside my memory, right? So, I forget a lot of things. So, just because I read a lot of books doesn't mean I can recite them back. So, uh-huh. what I'll do is I'll read a book. Dog ear the pages that have a sentence or a thing that stands out to me, and then I have a journal. And before that book goes back to the library or goes back on the shelf, I will copy out the the quotes and the things from that I had dog eared. So in one place, I have a journal of like the the top things that stood out for me on all these books. Mm-hmm. So it makes it just a little easier for me to digest, and I'll walk around with that journal a lot.
0: That's a great tip because yeah. I think. It does get overwhelming at how much information it is. But if you, as you said, you highlighted certain areas, yeah. where you kind of. Re- review or look at and kind of remind yourself yeah and those
1: nuggets are things that tend to end up in my trainings. you know that i can refer to something that someone said that just totally stood out i'm like i want people to know this i'll fold it into something i'm teaching
0: okay great great so of course we're in orange county this is the orange county chapter of the american advertising federation's podcast so one question we like to ask is why do you like having your business in orange county or why do you live here in orange county
1: (laughs) (laughs) i am a orange county native so my parents live in fountain valley in the same house that I was born in. We won't oh, wow. say how many years ago, but it's a long time ago. And I have never lived more than like 12 miles from my parents' house. So there is something endearing to me about Orange County. So my entire career is here, all my friends are here, all my business connections. And I, I feel like for the ad agencies and the creative companies that have made Orange County their home is there's a there's a loyalty here, right? There's just this thing that you feel like we're here and we're in it together and we're, and we're truly a community. So um, I just, for me, it's just home. And it just is, there's so much potential and possibility with all the companies that we have in Orange County. Like, honestly, not just in advertising, but the client client side, we have so many great corporations mm-hmm. here. So there's enough business and excitement to go around for everyone.
0: Terrific. So because it's also, because it's also advertising and marketing, I should say, uh, do you have a favorite campaign? Maybe something you didn't work on, but just a favorite campaign yeah. kind of of all time that you've... I have so on. many. So here's <laughs> the thing.
1: Favorites for me for an ad campaign are usually the ones that make me tear up. Like, (laughs) that get me right in the heart. Like, the the total Hallmark commercials. So there was one recently, and maybe it was last year. Um, It was by Heineken, and and I think it was called Worlds Apart. But they, you know, it's kind of those ones where ad agencies stage these real moments. But it actually worked out. So they took two people that had opposing views to something. And they sat them down over a beer, and the only thing was the two people didn't know that they had opposing views on things. Like oh, there yeah. was a, so a neo-Nazi mm-hmm. sitting next to maybe a homosexual man or something like that. And they bonded over a beer, and mm-hmm. they had a great, great conversations. And then at the end, they revealed their stances on things. Mm-hmm. And you could just see their faces like, whoa. They went from like, hey, you're cool, I want to hang out with you, have a beer, to like, whoa, I was like diametrically opposed like a, I think it was a military guy and a transgender person. Mm-hmm. and it was just this beautiful thing happened. It's just like about humanity and then it of course it made me cry right <laughs> So I loved it. Really made us think.
0: I remember that campaign. That was that was really good. Yeah. So um, so innovation, innovation is something we talk about yeah. and here, and especially being in this industry, we always look for companies that are innovative. Yeah. Do you have any particular companies that you think are doing a really good job recently, as far as being innovative and Gosh, doing something there's a little bit different? There's
1: so much out there. So so when I think of innovation, I think of like, do you make my life easier? <laughs> <laughs> so Uh, I work from home. I have kids. So if you're making my life easier, I think you're innovative. So that might be a hokey definition of it. But since I'm at home working now, I have to tell you, I am pretty impressed with what's going on with HP. And Mm. and again, maybe I'm behind the times, but my computer will tell me that I'm low on ink or it'll tell me it's time to do something over here, or I can text a file wirelessly to my printer and it'll print it like everything i can do without actually like lifting a muscle is kind of amazing to me and i just feel like products like alexa or even like the roomba like we're starting to get to a place where innovation is just totally fascinating and maybe it's making us a bit lazy i don't know but maybe it's making us in power (laughs) too if you make your life easier i think
0: that's the key for most people that's great uh, and then the last question, of course, would be about social media. Social media is an important part of not just advertising and marketing, but just our worlds. Do you have this particular platform that you like more than others, and yeah. why?
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of an Instagram lover. I, so, of course, Facebook at first was all-consuming. So, however many years ago, that was, that was all. I lived and breathed on Facebook. And then somehow, when I jumped over to Instagram, there was just a little bit more anonymity for me because I didn't have as many connections as I had on Facebook so I could say something a little bit more privately but it came it, it was more about curating life moments than just blurbing about what I was doing that mm. moment so Instagram has, has a, um, a softer place for me in my heart right now I just love it I love looking through people's feeds I love finding fascinating people I love posting there more than I love posting on Facebook
0: I agree with you. I think Instagram is probably my favorite as well. And one of the things I also like is the fact that you can go to someone's profile and kind of see their images from lots of, you know, from a long time ago. I feel like on Facebook it kind of goes away. But you can find older memories on Instagram. Well, I'm
1: not really trusting Facebook anymore because it's like, I I feel like I lost a whole section of my friends that don't even come up. Like all their algorithms and programming or even the stuff that lands in my feed. I'm like, hmm, why did they put that person in my feed? (laughs) Like now I'm all suspicious of what Facebook's doing. Whereas Instagram's just these beautiful pictures.
0: Well, actually, this is all the time we have for today. But before we complete the podcast, we'd love to find out if there's a website or some information they can share, people can find out more about you. Yep.
1: Well, uh, the easiest thing is CeciliaGorman.com. So that'll take you to my site. You can sign up for my newsletter. I have an easy way to sign up for my newsletter. You can text EMPOWER to 66866. And I try to write things in my newsletter that really is empowering people in life. But then I translate it to work. So how does this lesson show up for you in life? And then what are you going to do about it when you go into work? So feel free to jump to my site um, to get on my newsletter list. Um, And then just Cecilia Gorman on Instagram and on Twitter, all of that. But Instagram is probably the place you're going to find me the most. Of course, I have a Facebook page. Just Google me and it'll all come up.
0: Sounds perfect. Well, thank you again for your time today. I appreciate you doing this and for uh, providing some insight. You got it. So I look forward to going to CeciliaGorman.com and finding out more. Awesome. Thank you.